When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm going to let you in on a secret that's going to skyrocket your self-improvement journey and put it onto the fast track. This morning, I just had a one-to-one -one call with a guy in my Discord server. His name was Mark, his young man, who was struggling with staying consistent in the habits that he wanted to get into, like um, going to the gym, eating clean, and uploading onto YouTube. So he told me the story that you're probably going to be able to relate with which was that he would start the good habit or even try to stop the bad habit and you know make some progress for maybe a couple of days yet maybe a week goes by and he's just snapped back to his normal state where he's like you know skipping the good habits or doing the bad habits you know he slowly builds it back up again he builds some momentum he you know goes to the gym again he starts uploading back to his youtube channel you know does the things he wants to do and then boom he's back to not doing them again how many times have you experienced something like that in your life For me, it was binge eating. So binge eating, this was my problem. It was, it's kind of like a mental disorder, even though people don't realize it's a mental health issue. It's actually mental health, not a physical issue. Binge eating is a mental health issue where you, because of anxiety, you, you eat more than you really need to. You eat like till you literally feel fucking sick. Imagine literally just eating, 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 eating. Literally imagine feeling full and still having this sense of like this like scarcity mindset with like, oh shit, like I should eat, I should eat that, th that thing over there, like the back of the cupboard snacks, like the cookies over there. I should eat the rest of this burger. It's like you have to complete the meal and you're so fucking full and you're so sick of it. And people don't really realize it's a mental health issue. That was a, a huge problem of, of my life, honestly, like a huge, huge problem. It caused me so much pain being a binge eater. And when I wanted to be consistent, you know, away from this and to consistently eat clean, what do you think happened? I'd eat clean for maybe one day or two days and then snap back to binge eating. Maybe, okay, I'm going to take it seriously this time. I'm really, really going to take it seriously. This time I'm definitely going to do three days and then back to binge eating. Okay, come on, come on. I've, I've, like, I'm, I'm tired of fucking ruining my physique. The one thing I've got going for me is my physique, like the, the, the progress I've been making in the gym. That's the one thing that I've literally got, which makes me feel happy. I can't lose that progress again. I'm not going to binge eat anymore. Back to binge eating. 
a lot of guys experience something like this. Like, what have what have you experienced this with? Maybe with um, fapping. Like, you know, you wanted to be on no fap, but then you just go back to it. Maybe with drugs, you wanted to quit weed or to quit drinking, but then you just go back to it. It always feels like the new endeavor that we're doing here in our self improvement journey is kind of a little bit unnatural, doesn't it? It always feels like what we're trying to do here on self-improvements is like us swimming upstream. It's going against something, does it not? It feels like, if, you're, if you've played video games, you'll understand this. It feels like being a Jeffrey is like our basic attack. You remember in video games, like your basic attack is like the thing that, you know, you're the basic attack. It's like the thing that you can do when you don't have any like mana or special powers or, or, um, you know, like, like there's a basic attack, there's like a special attack and you've got to save up for the special attack. It feels like the good habit is a special attack. But once we've run out of mana, it feels like our basic attack just kicks in and we're just being Jeffries again, doesn't it? It feels like we're swimming upstream when we're trying to do the good habits and that we're just back to normal when we're doing the bad ones. How do we change that? Because this is the thing. There's two ways you can try and improve and you've probably done this like the wrong way and I did, did it the wrong way for a while. You can change everything about you in the real world. So you start dieting, you get onto NoFap, you stop fapping, you start journaling, you do all these things, right? And it just resets. You lose the consistency. Where does it reset to and why does it keep resetting? You do all these good habits and it keeps resetting. Why? Have you ever taken like a moment to just ask yourself, why is your baseline here? Why is this your basic attack? Why does it always reset here? How could we increase this? Not the real world stuff. We can go and meditate. We can go and say that we're doing No Nut November. Oh yeah, it's definitely going to work this year, guys. And it just keeps resetting because this is our baseline. This is the thing that we need to focus on. What is this? This is your identity. This is how you see yourself. This is the beliefs that you have about yourself. I promise you that this may be some of the most important things that I ever say to you with the 700 videos that I've recorded. Please believe me, if you want the shortcut to self-improvement, if you want the shortcut to consistency in the good habits and the shortcut to consistently not doing the bad habits, it's updating this, your identity and your beliefs about yourself. Because what's happening is that this stays the same, right? You still think of yourself as the same guy and yet you watch a NoFap video and you know, on day 90 of NoFap, you, 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 you'll start levitating and girls will hold eye contact with you. Wow. Woman attraction. <laughs> so you st- get onto NoFap. This hasn't changed. Your identity hasn't changed. You don't change how you see yourself, but yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll try NoFap. Oh, day three, back to here. Day four, back to here. Day one, back to here. Day zero, <laughs> relapse seven times. Day seven, oh, back, just keeps coming back here. That's because you have the identity of a wanker. And I don't say that as an insult. You have the identity of a fapper. You have the beliefs that you are a fapper. You are a guy who is struggling with fapping. And so you will stay there. You must understand that what you believe about yourself, the way that you see yourself, the identity that you hold will always reign power over the real world changes that you make, like just trying out the new diet. You really want to stick to a diet, bro? You want you want the best advice? You really want to stick to a diet? Imagine literally choosing a diet like that's really good for you and sticking to it for the rest of your life and not eating shit again. You want to know the fastest way to do that? You, you, you know, it's not it's not the vegan diet. It's not the carnivore diet. It's not keto. It's not low carb. It's not high carb. It's not um, fasting. It's none of those things. Those are the real world things that you've tried and then they never stick, do they? You want to know the best way to be on a diet for the rest of your life? See yourself as an athlete. You change this, you change this identity. 
You want to know the best way? You want to start a YouTube channel? You want to maybe compete with me? You want to know the best way that you could do that? It isn't to watch all these YouTube videos like, oh, how to increase your CTR and average viewer. It's not that. It's to change this. It's to now see yourself as a YouTuber. What did I do? I was struggling with binge eating and, and it seems kind of like a, you know, a simple issue of like, oh yeah, I was just eating too much as bro. It, it really fucked me up. I used to cry about this. I used to literally sit there with snacks all around me and literally burst into fucking tears as a grown man. Because the one thing I had going for me like a few years ago was like, yeah, I was kind of productive and I'd go to the gym. That was it. I was like, the one thing I had for me was that the gym kept me fucking sane. And the physique that I had built from the gym was being ruined by my binge eating. And I tried so many different diets. I tried so many different ways to overcome it. It didn't work. Until I simply just changed how I saw myself and my beliefs about myself. I stopped seeing myself as a binge eater. And I started seeing myself as an athlete. And I promise you, bro, within literally the space of a couple of days, honestly, I still remember, bro, May 2020. May 2020 was the moment that this changed for me. All of my life before that, so I was like, you know, 23 years old. I had suffered from binge eating, just eating, eating until I was fucking sick. And I'm, I'm talking shitty junk food, bro. And I hated my life because of that. I was never like fat, fat. But for a guy who was kind of like an athlete and, you know, who was like going to the gym all the time to not be like lean and, you know, like looking good, it, it did fuck me up, bro. But just overnight, I just changed how I saw myself and I saw myself as not only an athlete, but an intelligent athlete who was really clued up in nutritional data, like research. I literally remember the moment where I went from being a guy who just smoked weed all day and just ate junk food and maybe went to the gym like twice because, you know, my mental health was really bad to suddenly working out every single day, seven times a week. And maybe that's not good because of overtraining, but come on, it's, it's certainly better than fucking hating your life because you're not, you're not building the physique anymore. Seven times a week, hard workouts, a new style of training. Like I started going on to like runs outdoors, even in the cold, even in the rain, even in the snow, even in literally like little floods, bro. Like like the park that I used to train at in COVID, you know, the lockdown, literally flooded one time and I was still training on the, like this gymnastic rings. Like I'd, I'd attach like this kit, gymnastic rings to a tree branch and I'd literally just train there like a fucking animal. Seven days a week. I'd come back home and literally all I'd eat was med- vegetables and meat and like some oats healthy shit and like I literally would spend my time literally looking at like nutritional lectures because just overnight I convinced myself that I was now an intelligent athlete what is it that you're missing out on right now Oh, you've tried all of these things. You've tried getting on to NoFap. You've tried all the advice I've said you know you've tried getting onto like meditation and journaling and and um exercising and dieting, you know, you've, you've tried all those things, but you keep snapping back to this. What is this? What is your identity right now? How do you see yourself? Because I promise you, bro, I honestly promise you, unless you are extremely lucky with a fantastic masculine father, chances are your identity is not going to serve you because your identity, the beliefs that you have about yourself, please trust me with this. This should make you kind of like take this shit seriously. Your identity and the beliefs that you have about yourself, perhaps the most important things, like you know, what determine your life, they were not created by you. You did not create your own identity. You did not create the own beliefs in your mind about yourself. The identity that you have and the beliefs in your mind that you have about yourself were not created by you. They were created by the rest of society, by the script, the program, the matrix, whatever you want to call it. 
And we don't need to get like full Andrew Tate and, you know, like conspiracy theories. But the thing is, that's what conditioned you. The education system, media, movies, video games, anime, your parents, your single mother, your distant, abandoned father, the female teachers in school that were all over, like overweight and just horrible. They chose your identity for you. Let's say you want to consistently get better with girls. Something that most young men struggle with, don't they? Well, you can do what every other young guy does and they never make progress. Oh, this is, oh, they'll go onto YouTube, how to text girls and stuff, right? They'll watch those videos and okay, oh, I should wait a while. They'll try all these tactics, won't they? And you've probably tried them. You've probably tried all these little tactics and maybe I'll go to the gym and all this, right? And those stuff can, can be nice. But you want to know how all these actually work because they didn't actually work for a lot of guys, did they? You know, going to the gym, uh, learning how to text girls and everything. It works for some guys and it doesn't work for other guys. Why? Because of your identity. Because some guys stick with the identity that they've been given by the society around them that it's inappropriate to show their attraction towards girls, that it'd make them feel uncomfortable and they don't want to come across as a weirdo or a creep or a rapist. You've had that identity built into you to be like very like soft around girls, to not be dominant, to not go after what you want, to not like try and actually attract the woman and instead just like, you know, with this like false sense of, of abundance, You've been fed this like this fucking lie that you don't need sex and love in your life. And you've seen this like propaganda by these Sigma male little crusty smelly guys who are like, oh, women aren't, oh, women are shit. Like, I, I, I don't, oh, just focus on yourself, King. Either you've listened to that or you've listened to this blue pill propaganda that's made you believe that like, yeah, you know, you're the little skinny nerd and eventually you'll get the girl. Either way, your identity and your beliefs about yourself in relation to attracting women is is totally wrong. And so you don't get it. But there is an identity that if you are willing to adopt, you go on to pretty much have no real issues with women after that. In fact, there is a, there is an, an identity that will lead to almost no issues with women, apart from one, which you may not believe, which sounds like really arrogant. The one issue that you'll have with women is that you'll get too many women that will actually become a problem. And then you'll start to realize that like sex and like this quick sort of hedonistic relationship was never actually what you desired in the first place. You will literally get to the point, if you adopt the right identity, which I'm about to tell you, you will literally get to the point where you'll have so many girls that you'll literally feel bad about fucking so many girls just because it's like, it starts to destroy your soul. Imagine that being the problem that you experience, that you're like, you're having too much sex. What kind of guy has too much sex? It's not the guy who just, you know, oh, how fast should I reply to a text messages? Okay, I'll go to the gym. Okay, I'll go to the gym. It's the guy who changes his identity to be desirable to girls. It's the guy who changes his identity from being just a normal guy who's kind of invisible to girls who maybe get some level of attraction to suddenly starting to think that he is the alpha male. It's the guy who changes his identity and his beliefs about himself and just convinces himself that he's actually desirable, that he's in the top 10% of men. He changes his identity and the rest of the world changes around him. You don't realize the power of this. Perhaps you're watching this right now in a sense of disbelief. Oh, you know, this is just silly. Yeah, whatever. It's not really going to work, bro. You must understand. This is some of the most important like words that I could be saying to you. It is so utterly important for you to change your beliefs about the world and about yourself. There should be no beliefs in your mind that do not serve you. One of the things that I love about Andrew Tate, he said this recently, that he only holds beliefs in his mind that makes him stronger 
And he was like almost baffled. Like, why would people have beliefs about themselves that invoke more weakness? Why would someone sit there and say that they're depressed? It doesn't help them. I'm not going to sit here and tell you depression isn't real. Like, I think it is. And I've experienced it myself. And I know that other people have. I have slightly different views to Andrew Tate in that. Although I do totally agree with his idea. Like, like essentially just pretend it's not real because then it's not holding you back. But when Tate talks about that and he talks about, you know, pretend depression's not real so it's not going to hold you back. What's the, what is he talking about? Your identity, your beliefs. Think about it. You are your only true core supporter. You and your mother. Honestly, it's literally just you and your mother against the world, isn't it? Your mother is like the literally the only one person who is like undoubtedly going to support you and everything. Maybe your your dad's like sometimes every now and then, but sometimes your dad can be like a bit of an asshole and you're maybe you're just siblings. Okay, fine. Some of your friends, sometimes your friend seems nice, but like most of your friends are actually wishing that you fucking fail and everyone else doesn't give a shit about you or they actually want to dominate you and, and take what you've got. It's you and your own mother. It's you and your mother against the entire world. Literally, it's you and your mother against the entire world, against any competition that you want to get into. It's you and your mother against everyone. Why would you then choose everyone else's side and hold beliefs about yourself that like disable and, and handicap you? If it's just you and your mom against the entire world and no one else fucking believes in you, why would you not believe in yourself? Like that's, stop relying on your mom. Like your mom is the only person who believes in you. Why would you not add to that and believe in yourself? And I know this sounds so cliche. Oh, I believe in yourself, guys. You know, you see those Instagram quotes, like those pictures on Instagram, and you've always heard this stuff. I like, oh, believe in yourself. You don't realize it. Maybe you reach a certain level of a consciousness or maturity or something, but there is a point when you realize that little, small, little cliche cringe phrase of believe in yourself is some of the most important advice you could ever hear, like ever believe in yourself. Because if you don't, only your mum will. And the rest of the world doesn't even believe, either believe in you or they want you to fail or they don't even know you. And the power of belief is so fucking huge that if I told you about the real studies that have been conducted on literally just the power of belief on the placebo effect, you would not even believe it. You would not even believe how powerful the power of belief actually is. You would literally think, nope, he's got to be lying. He's got to be exaggerating. The power of belief literally goes above real scientific data. It literally goes above the real world. With just the placebo effect, the placebo effect, you know that, right? It's, it's the power of belief, right? With just the placebo effect, we can cure your sickness. Think about it. You could be sick and a doctor gives you some treatments and says this will help and it helps. And the treatment was just a sugar pill. It was like a, a fake pill. It was literally just your belief that literally caused a sickness to go away. There's a groundbreaking study recently on the power of belief that showed that if you give participants two milkshakes, one is like this like um, indulgence, really high calorie, high fat, high, high uh, fat, high sugar. And another one is like this low calorie, like, you know, healthy one. If you give them both milkshakes and they drink them and you in investigate like, you know, what happens into their body, what happens to their hormones, their insulin and everything. They have the healthy one, which has got high protein, and you see the, the activation of like muscle protein synthesis in their body. Their body's making muscle because they've drank a protein shake. They drink the high sugar, indulgence, high calorie shake, and you see that they've put on more fat and their insulin has spiked. You know, in this study of these two milkshakes, the researcher gave participants the same milkshake. The researcher gave participants two milkshakes and told them that they were different. This one's high protein, this one's healthy, this one's high calories, and this one's unhealthy. And when the participant drank the milkshake, that's exactly what happened in their body. The low, pro the low calorie one affected their body in that way. The high calorie, high sugar one affected their body in that way. And it was the same milkshake. Your body will literally process 
nutrition differently based on your beliefs. That is, that is inconceivable to us. Seeing that data, seeing these studies, then there's more and more about them will literally make your jaw drop and make you think like that's literally impossible. That is physically impossible that someone could ingest energy, calories, and it does not affect them in the way that it should just because they believe it differently. That's supposed to be physically impossible. And yet that's what happens with the power of belief. If your body through the power of belief can literally negate calories and insulin and everything, if your body can literally change the nutrition of something that you eat through just the power of belief, are you telling me that with the power of belief, you wouldn't be able to just be a little bit more productive? That you wouldn't be able to just eat, eat cleaner if you just convince yourself, yep, I'm an athlete, I'm an athlete, I don't eat that shit anymore, I'm an athlete now. Yep, I'm productive, I don't procrastinate anymore, procrastinating's for Jeffries, I'm not a Jeffrey, I'm, I'm Adonis. You don't realize how powerful the power of belief actually is. There was another study. Hotel staff, you know, like those hotel cleaners, it's usually like some middle-aged woman who's got like a big trolley with like all the towels and stuff. And you know, when you walk past that, the trolley, if she's not there, you quickly like pinch some of the soap and stuff. You know, like, okay, so they, they go to every room, right? So these cleaners who clean hotel rooms, they get a lot more exercise than you realize, right? Because they're literally pushing this trolley all day, going into rooms, changing the bed sheets, changing everything, scrubbing the toilets and stuff, moving the big trolley next, you know, doing that for literally, imagine eight hours of doing that. They probably burn like 500 calories a day, a thousand calories a day, right? There's been a study that all they did was take two groups of, of these hotel cleaning staff. One group, they changed nothing and also evaluated and analyzed, just making sure they, they changed nothing else. And also the next group, they simply just told them how many calories they were burning per day on average. That was the only thing that they changed different. They were also very meticulous to make sure that everything else was kept the same with these uh, these women in their normal lives. Two groups of hotel cleaners. Nothing changes for one. That's the, the control study, the control group. And all they get for the second one is literally just, oh, by the way, you're probably burning like 700 calories a day. That's all they got told. Nothing else changed. They literally evaluated the diet, everything. Everything else was kept the same. These women burnt more fat. These women literally burnt more fat just from being told that they were burning more calories, just from the power of belief, because they didn't actually know how much calories like they were burning through their workday, because they didn't really see it as, as exercise. These women didn't. Nothing, their, their body weight didn't change at all. With literally just the power of belief, you can change how many calories and how much fat your body burns. I want to drill this into you that you don't realize how important your identity and your power and your beliefs are. Now, these are just some studies and you can go and like, you know, look these up and stuff. But like, if you can somewhat believe them, shouldn't you really take this more seriously? Shouldn't you really start to just sit there and just ask yourself, what do I believe about myself? What beliefs do I have about myself? And you know, I did this recently and one was fucking sad, bro. You know, I've always had, I've always had a, not, not fear, but just understanding that every girl that I'm with could potentially leave at any moment and could potentially cheat on me at, at, like at any day. I've always kind of known like, you know, this red pill kind of thing of like, yeah, you get with a girl, she might cheat or something. And I always thought that either that was normal or the people who didn't hold the same belief were just kind of like these uh, sort of ignorant blue pill guys who didn't realize the, the, the true nature of, of fe femininity, of, of um, you know, female nature and everything. Where did this belief come from that I could be cheated on at any moment, no matter how much a girl loves me? No matter what, what happens between our relationships, you could cheat at any moment. And I thought that that was like a, a belief to hold for a while. 
up until one time I just asked myself, where did that belief come from? And it came because I took my mother's side when she believed the same thing about my father. You don't realize like how deep, deeply rooted your beliefs and your identity really is. Because most of our identity and our beliefs are formed in our early years, which you probably don't even remember that much. But like a simple comment from a teacher who said to you one time, like, oh, you're, you're so messy. Imagine if you got told that when you were four years old, bro, like it might literally affect you for the rest of your life. Likewise, if a teacher or a parents, you know, when you were really young said, oh, wow, you're so sporty, you're so athletic, yes, you're so strong and like disciplined. You, that would probably form a bit of your identity. The thing is, we can't go back in time now and wish that we had like the perfect, you know, childhood, childhood years from our parents and teachers and, you know, really wish that they knew the, this like psychological facts and, you know, drilled in positive identities and beliefs into us. We can't go back and do that. But what we can make sure is that we start to do that today. We start to like train ourselves to only hold the beliefs in mind that actually serve us well. To never say, you know, with, in the, with the, the, the words in our brain, you know, the voice in our brain, to never allow that. If it does, you know, sometimes it does it automatically. But to kind of shut it down a little bit, if you find yourself just ruminating on a topic which creates a negative belief about yourself, oh, I'm always late, I'm always so late, like I'm so unprofessional. No, 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 no. Sometimes, and this is like some weird practical advice if you want to take away, and I've never heard anyone say this before, the way to control your thoughts and the way to literally change your identity and your beliefs and, you know, these powerful things, I really want to explain this well, is to forcefully say words in your brain. That word is, the, the word I've chose there, the phrase is very, very important. I've done a lot of thinking about this. The phrase that must be like held is forcefully say words in your brain. Because this is how your, your brain works with this thought about like, you know, consistent consistency and sticking to habits or your identity. Your brain kind of just automatically thinks of stuff, doesn't it? So if, for example, I was just going to sit here, I'm doing some work, I'm checking my phone, whatever, I'm waiting for something. My brain would just be thinking of, of shit, right? I'd, I'd hear words in my brain telling me a story about like, oh yeah, whatever, whatever, I've got to do that thing later, I've got to do that other thing later. Oh, that, 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 the, the injustice 10 years ago that someone said to me, yeah, that was really, you know, your brain just ruminates on just random shit just flies around right we can't really control it's like what happens to our brain automatically but what we can do is fill our brain with manual forced thoughts which then start to take up space so my brain's flying all over the place i'm thinking about high school i'm thinking about what to eat later how much grams of protein i've ate today how many views we're on right now have i fallen off what sneaker off to these i'm just thinking about random shit what I can do is forcefully implant words in my brain, forcefully say words in my brain. I could sit here forcefully think, okay, what is an identity? Like, this is what I would say in my brain. What is an identity that would benefit me? What is a set of beliefs that would benefit me? I'm really disciplined. I'm really disciplined. I'm really disciplined. I'm so disciplined because remember that time when I used to go out for runs, even though it was cold? Yeah, that was an act of discipline. See, I'm really disciplined. See, I'm, I'm doing work right now, even though I don't really feel like it. Yeah, that means I'm really disciplined. I'm so disciplined. Later on, I've got to do that, that task. Maybe I won't feel like it, but it doesn't matter because I'm so disciplined, I'm going to get it done anyway. You start to forcefully, manually put these thoughts into your brain. And the thing is, you have to remember, like, remember to do this, honestly, maybe about 200 to 500 times a day. Honestly, like that's how many opportunities you get to forcefully implant words into your brain. Because whilst I'm saying this, and whilst you're probably thinking, yeah, this is a good idea, 10 seconds later, you're automatically thinking again. 
I remember there was a time when I was like neurotically keeping myself accountable to this. I would have like my phone lock screen as like this, this, um, page that said like, oh, forcefully implant words in your brain. I had this app that literally like whatever app, doesn't matter which one, which, which allowed you to just track things, but like tap by tapping it. So you tap it and it says one, you tap it again and it says two, you know, like remember those like old little devices, which is like a little clicker and it just counts how many times you do it. And I would just count how many times I forcefully would implant stuff into my brain. And I'd aim for like a hundred a day, 200 a day. I'd write up pages and just put them up like a fucking psychopath all around my room, like on my ceiling. Like I'm trying to go to sleep and I just see like forcefully implant words on your brain. <laughs> just any way that you can remind yourself to do this. And you need to do it a couple hundred times a day. And of course, maybe start off with five times a day right now. And then maybe when you're in the toilet later. Then maybe when you're brushing your teeth, something like that. And work up to 50 times a day, 100 times a day, you're just reminding yourself, yeah, forcefully implant words in your brain. You know what's really interesting about this? The more that you do this, the more that your automatic thoughts, you know, the random bullshit thoughts that fly around everywhere, the more that they start to mimic these manually enforced thoughts that we implant into them, which is very, very powerful. The reason to do this, just so you understand, is because we've relied solely on the real world things we've relied on meditation we've relied on on these habits here but we need to change our identity and our beliefs and i think our identity and our beliefs are changed through just mind control they're mostly changed they're mostly like created through our early childhood experiences but we can't really change that what we can do is just start to train our brain through forceful implanting of words to start actually improving our beliefs about ourselves and to make sure that you hold no beliefs about yourself that do not serve you. Now, chances are there's two types of people watching. One kind of person understands that immediately and they're like, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna try my best to not hold any beliefs which are not serving me. But there might be another kind of person watching this who, I, I don't say this as an insult, but who has more of a victim complex, a victim identity, victim mindset, whatever it is, where like it feels kind of good and comforting to hold beliefs that are against you because it kind of shows that you don't have to take responsibility. I think this is, from my observation, the people who are against men like Andrew Tate, who his core message is just taking responsibility for your life. The people who are against him, they seem to have this personality where they actually prefer to have things outside of their own locus of control. They prefer to have things that are like fixed, that are determined, that don't allow them free will because maybe I'm being insulting, but because perhaps that allows them to be a little bit lazier and to not take responsibility. So if this is you, I really don't want to insult you with this. And I, I understand because for a large part of my life, like I thought, you know, well, yeah, like there's circumstances that affect me and yeah, but I'm, I'm not lazy. It's just that school's really hard and you know, it's someone else's fault. And it's so comforting to have that kind of thoughts to think like, you're not, you know, you're not doing all these good habits because of someone else, because of something else. It's so comforting to have these beliefs and this identity about yourself that doesn't serve you because if you just think to yourself like, oh, well, you know, it's out of my control. Like, yeah, the times are really hard today. Inflation's really bad. Like, it's just, it's just how it is. It gives you this sense of like, yep, that's just how it is. So let's just go and watch TV. When you change that and you change your identity and your beliefs to something like, oh yeah, the times are really hard. So I need to work harder to make sure I can provide and make, keep making more money than my expenses are rising. That's better for you. And it's going to lead to more growth but it's gonna be uncomfortable right now. Make sure that your identity and the beliefs that you hold about yourself always serve you. And if, when you update those, when you start to improve your identity and your beliefs, you'll find that you have this new baseline, this new basic attack. You don't need to save up your mana for the special attack, you know, the, the real world habits, because now your basic level, your base level, your, your baseline, your basic attack has just been improved. 
And all of that comes through this like deep psychological understanding of what you actually see about yourself. I hope that helps you. Click and watch this video right now. Do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.